0: Hey up friends, how's it going? It's Matt and you're listening to episode 37 of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. Yes, I have got another cold. Apologies in advance for that. The good news is that it I didn't have the cold when I did the interview, just the intro. So please forgive me. Anyway, yeah, it's my show where I try and uncover the most fascinating stories in action sports and other related endeavors as usual. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Downloading the show and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. So, regular listeners and irregular listeners actually might have noticed that I've had a, a slow couple of weeks podcast-wise. So, apologies for that. I mean, the truth—I've just been busy to tell you the truth. Anyone who follows me on Instagram probably noticed that I went to Canada for a week, which was to write a story for a UK newspaper Metro. I was over in the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia, and uh, well, it's pretty good over there, isn't it? Me and Boog, my wife and better half. We had an amazing time, Love to go back, scored it, went to Big White, Silver Star, and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Big thanks to everyone that hosted me over there, and uh, no doubt I'll be sharing that one on social when it comes out, which I believe is probably going to be uh, in the autumn now. Anyway, on to today's episode, which I hope everybody enjoys. I certainly enjoyed it myself, so it's part two of my interview with Billy Morgan This bit recorded a couple of weeks after he got back from Pyeongchang in Korea with a a medal around his neck. And Billy's such a legend. As you'll hear, he's been ridiculously busy since he got back from Korea, jet lagged, inundated with media invitations and commitments. And after, uh, yeah, all right, a fair amount of WhatsApp back and forth, he still found time to carve out an afternoon to speak to me for this. Um, We recorded it at the British Olympic Association HQ in London on the afternoon of the big famous first words party in honour of Billy's achievement. And, well, it's uh, it's a good one, this. As he did in part one, Billy gave me an unrivaled insight into how it felt during the Olympic final, how he got to the point where a medal was a possibility, how he coped with life in the goldfish bowl of the Olympic village. He went deep into his relationship with Hamish, and uh, Hamish McKnight, that is his coach and the the game management that was involved in working their way through that event. Talked a lot about his mental state, talked about that infamous scooter video, what that was all about. And, uh, and yeah, as you're going to have confirmed for you once again, more proof that Billy's a total one-off really. And that those media depictions of him as the most unstarry and down to earth Olympic medal winner you're ever likely to meet are completely founded in truth. Honesty, humbleness, self-analysis, self-deprecation, and above all, a love and commitment to snowboarding that have taken him to the biggest success of his life in fine style. It's all here, and if you ask me, Billy's an absolutely brilliant representative for snowboarding. I don't care what any anyone says to be honest, and I really hope he's got time to enjoy this achievement and the rest of the season in peace with the boys, which is all he really wants to do. Yeah, I was really pleased, to be honest, that Billy sort of uh, came back on the show and, you know, took it in the same spirit as he did episode one, completely opened up, completely relaxed. We had a great chat and um, we did some good pictures, which I'm going to post online. Thank you once again to my uh, very close friend and collaborator, Owen Tozer, for his help there. So, yeah, nice one, Billy thanks again for coming on the show and i will see you in lax in a few weeks uh to everyone else enjoy it here it is my interview with billy morgan risk and reward part two enjoy
1: so when did you get back Bomb well, mate i don't even remember um The 27th? The 27th. I don't know, it's the 8th now, so I've been back for 10 days. Yeah, the final was two weeks ago, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Right. And It seems like ages ago. And it was the Saturday, wasn't it? If I remember rightly. And then the closing ceremony was on the Sunday. Yeah. And then you flew home after that. Yeah. Right. So imagine it was all a bit, bit hectic.
1: Yeah, it's been mad. Right. What's the maddest thing that's happened since you've been since this is all there's no like one crazy thing it's just the uh, the contrast between coming back without a medal and coming back with a medal is just dramatic in what way like the the just, attention just, yeah just like loads of the same interview <laughs> <laughs>
0: i must say i've seen a few of them well you must have given one press conference that they all wrote the same story off the back of right
1: yeah i think so but then i did you know two or three wee conferences and then loads of kind of live stuff and and I mean, it's all the same vibe about everything, which is fine because, you know, everybody wants to know the same, same stuff after that. Yeah.
0: How did you find that then? Because you, are, you, are you comfortable with that, doing that sort of stuff?
1: Not really. If I've got energy, it's fine. Like if I've, if I've woken up naturally and, you know, I've got, you know, it's not really late or anything. I'm not jet lagged. I'm, I'm, I'm normally all right. Right. Which but, unfortunately is normally oh I came straight off the plane and went to do, <laughs> was it the one show? The first, yeah, the, the first, the first thing. The evening show. I was just hanging. It, right. was, it was horrible. I just, just got off the plane. I had a business flight, so I got more sleep than I normally would, but I was just so jet-lagged and I hadn't right. slept really. Right. Yeah. And you were straight into it.
0: So you, you had a week of that, basically. Well, I'm guessing yeah. it's still going on.
1: Yeah. And then I went home, so I had a couple nights out like, with the boys, which was nice. Nice. Um, but, you know, not, not really a rest. And um, then this week's been the same. Just, what, what just hacked it? Yeah, a few interviews. I went to Manchester to go to like a the football game up there, which is not not normally my vibe. But it was pretty cool. You know, what really, city? Basel. Yeah, right. Which was you know an experience for me. That was rad. Yeah. Um, all the VIP treatment. Who sorted that. that out? Um, Adam, my agent, and right. I think they invited me because they wanted me to come and like talk, do it on on the stage, and right. you know, do a bit of chatting, which was nice. Because so there you go. From that, um, you know such a mainstream sport to be interested in snowboarding, I guess, is you know, it's quite cool. Yeah. How was that? Was that intimidating? to what, you did that in front of the players? No, it was in front of, like, everybody as they were coming in, and right. it was on the screens in the stadium while people were, like, coming in to sit down. So oh, really? It was pretty intense. It was, it was the most intense interview I think I've done yet. So it was a live interview that got broadcast to the whole stadium? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And not out of the stadium. Yeah, I think but just, just inside. Yeah. Or maybe they use it for stuff out. I don't know, but, yeah, had to go up. On, on the stage and like outside it was pretty intense
0: did you so you've got an agent did you i'm guessing you probably didn't have a much of a plan for what's gonna happen after this did you
1: did you talk about it as in like oh what would happen if we win you know no. see I, I, i've been saying that's the the biggest um thing not being prepared for it at all because i didn't i wanted to go and do my best yeah but if everybody rides well on the day yeah then i, I wasn't gonna get a medal you know
0: well you said to me when we spoke which was only six weeks ago but you said if I get to the final I'll be happy
1: yeah you know and I scraped through you know so I was already pumped to be in the final and I was like I just want to do a back trip and a front trip and, yeah and then I'll be stoked you know and I I didn't think that it would do that well yeah so you didn't basically you didn't have a plan for this no. are you are you rapidly making one I've just been playing it as it goes yeah yeah and um, kind of just yeah Free balling it.
0: Have you have you noticed then through your
1: agent that you're getting a lot more stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, it's easier to kind of get stuff from his perspective. Yeah, um, I got offered to go. I okay. needed some clothes for this. Um, football thing so I, was, right. I don't have any smart clothes <laughs> they were like you're smart casual I was like that doesn't exist in my wardrobe yeah. <laughs> so so uh, top man said oh you can come in and like have a, a VIP room at the top and do a wee shop with an oh, assistant and you know so you're getting that VIP thing yeah you're
0: getting the upgrades you're getting the you're getting all
1: that yeah I mean it is really nice but also at the same time when people treat me like that I feel awkward because you know I'm not used to it and I don't know I've got this image that like that kind of first class VIP thing is for people that either deserve or have the money to be treated like that you know and I I don't know. It just freaks me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well,
0: it's not normal, is it? And also, it's not the life you're used to living. No, I mean, I've been lucky enough to, you know, been upgraded and get VIP treatment on certain things, and I always just think like, wow, imagine if this was actually your life, full time. That'd be pretty
1: weird. You know, it's nice to enjoy it when it happens. And it's nice to. Yeah, know. for sure. I just feel like it's a bit like looking down on people from the vibe I get from like when you look, watch businessmen on their flights and stuff. I don't know. It freaks me out. We, I think that's what they're paying for, is it? Yeah, you know, that
0: space between the rest of us. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Away
1: from the peons. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, so we. It's six weeks since we chatted, and like I say, you were you were pretty. I think you were setting your sights pretty realistically, weren't you? You know, you seemed quite determined not to go in and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to win a medal or whatever. You were just a bit like, I want to land. I want to do my best. Um. So how was it when you got there?
1: It was weird when we got there, it was it was it was super cold and I wasn't prepared for that at all, and we were riding in like seven layers for slopestyle, but it kind of like quickly warmed up. But the whole the whole slopestyle thing was a bit of a shambles. Um because of the wind and all that. Yeah. It, it it kind of messed up the competition a bit, which left like a really sour taste in a lot of people's mouths after, oh, after slopestyle. Because yeah. you heard
0: that with the girls, but you didn't really hear that with the men. Did you see Spencer O'Brien's blog, by the way? i not No. She just wrote a pretty stinging piece about the whole thing. Calling right. out fist and the IOC, blah, blah. I'll put a link in, in, on my website yeah, to it. Yeah, I know bad
1: decisions what, were made, but like... <sighs> the vibe wasn't great. No, it, it, just things like that can be difficult, you know. It's not, it's not easy to run an event like that. And when the wind comes in, you can't just be recklessly shifting stuff around onto a date when you don't know if the weather's going to be better and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Um, so... I never get involved with that. Like, you know, they have meetings and, you know, decide what to do, but there's never a a right thing to do. It's always like a decision to make, you know, which is difficult.
0: Do they communicate well in
1: in that situation? I think there was lack of communication a little bit there, but then nobody stood up. You know, afterwards everyone was like, oh, you know, we shouldn't have done that. But nobody stood up in the TC meeting and said, we want this to happen. When right. the, and you like a big thing with all the coaches saying they wanted this. That didn't happen. Right. And then the next day people were like moaning about it. Right. I had the chance the day before and it didn't happen. So
0: Right. So how did you feel after the comp?
1: Because obviously you didn't make final. The slope, I mean, obviously. Um, I was bummed, but... I, I just completely dismissed it. I was like, "Okay, that's really not cool." Me being annoyed and down about that is not going to help me right now. Right. Um, look forward. I've got another shot. So, so, so for, you, forget about it. And, and did it? Did it work? You I can, guess so. Yeah. I you mean, can tell yourself that, can't you? But then actually, yeah. No. I, because there was a bit of like relief in the that being over. You know, there was the stress of all the kind of slopestyle contest. Yeah. When that was over, that was like right. You know. Uh, that's half of the stress of this whole Olympic thing gone so that was a bit of relief yeah and and also also, I've still got something else to concentrate on so that's like a waste of my time worrying about that do you know what I mean yeah so the
0: it was stressful by the sounds of it initially, you know, because it, it was, a, I remember, <sighs> it I remember there was a lot of prep for you, there was, it was quite manic, you know, that week we met, you had a bit of an injury, you know, you had to go to lax, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And then you got there and then you had a week practice and then
1: you had the event. I mean, it was hectic basically. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't chill because I had that injury, which took me out for three or four weeks. Yeah. Which is just not ideal that time of year. So almost when that was done,
0: it was a bit of a relief that you had a couple of weeks to sort of reset by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, I think that definitely helped that space in between. Yeah, because we had a a proper chill. We went down to Seoul and like, you know, kind of cruised around and like spaced ourselves out from it a little bit, which which was quite relaxing in itself. That's the team did that. No, no, just me, Hamish, Jack. Um, we just went down to Seoul. Yeah, just got away from Jolly. Yeah. Um, What was the vibe like in the team after Slopestyle? Because obviously it didn't
0: really go according to plan, did it? Like, what happened to Katie and you know. Not, every, I don't think anyone made the final, did they, actually? Which is no, probably yeah, not we, what you were all aiming no, for. No, we right? completely,
1: yeah. Well, the, the snowboard freestyle side completely kind of flopped the slopestyle thing. But like I say, it was really like roll the dice. It didn't come down really to what people had planned to do on their runs. People had done their slopestyle runs in practice, you know? Yeah. And then you get a bit of headwind and people are knocked out yeah yeah people that you've seen do their runs like you know cleveland and it's like really
0: yeah well i mean that was the theme of the whole games wasn't it really
1: <laughs> just random stuff happening yeah. yeah well red gerard winning i mean yeah i mean his yeah I'd, I, mean, I, d- I don't um that that was the right decision he definitely did the best run on the day Totally, but, but you wouldn't have put your money on him on, on the go in, would you? you neither, would have... neither would he. No, he no, saw no his that's reaction. it. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't know. He still,
0: still doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, no, and he was brilliant actually when I mean, he was a great winner, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I think it's good. It's good for snowboarding and it's good for, you know, our our image. So
0: yeah. So then you yeah. So then the women's slope was obviously a complete disaster, really, wasn't it? Because they got even more of a shit yeah. show with the weather. Yeah, and that was talked about a lot you know it felt like it was did it did it get talked about internally a lot as well
1: yeah but you know it was it quickly became like it's all everybody talked about for a little bit so it was all over to us you know everyone was dead devastated about it but not worth talking about yeah um yeah it's an it's an easy out for a lot of people. I mean, the, the people I feel really bad for are the people that were genuinely pushing the medals and got got taken down that day because it just you know it just wasn't fair. Yeah, to run it in those conditions, basically. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't fair on them. I mean, if it was a World Cup, it would, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad because it's just another World Cup. Yeah, there's more, but there's not more Olympic no, games. It's just, it's just a of one. Band, it? Yeah, one in four years. Yeah, um, which makes it yeah a huge difference.
0: Yeah. So you had this two weeks, you went to Seoul, you made a, uh, wow we've got the same socks on, that's pretty hilarious. Um, no way,
1: yeah. that's weird. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, thanks Stance, um, you, uh, you, you made a scootering video. That was, yeah, <laughs> a,
1: a lot of people said this is the best thing to come out of the Olympics, yeah I was stoked, I had such a good day as well. So, so what, was, what was that all about? You- well when we got there we went... The first bit of free time we had, we went down to the other, the other village, the coastal village, just to kind of check it out. And they had scooters down there. The, the coastal village was much better. They had, like, a better canteen. It was 10 degrees warmer. Right. They had table tennis tables and, like, five pool tables. And it was just generally lots better down there. Yeah. And then we found out they had scooters. We were like, what is this? Why, do- <laughs> Why don't we have any scooters? Why don't we get scooters? Yeah, so we took them out for, you know, a little bit and, like, busted around. And then me and Rowan started... You know, doing a couple of stunts, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to come back and do this properly." Right. Um. So yeah, after slope, Jamie was like, "You know, we've got a free evening. Should we just go go down there and do it, make a film?" Yeah. <laughs> and it was good fun. Yeah, <laughs> if
0: we had a really good time. Well, you brought that out. I think it was like two. I, I'm not probably you weren't obviously thinking about this, but I think it was like two days before the final, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause it. Cause I remember going on Facebook and suddenly it's like.
1: Well, we filmed it and put it up that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it. And obviously, that's something that the mainstream picked up on a little bit because they were like, "This unconventional athlete who prepares for his biggest event of his life by doing a skiing video." Obviously, that's just what you do, isn't it? Stuff like that. But yeah. So was that was the whole thing? we, We consciously thinking, "I need to just do something normal." You know what I mean?
1: Like, or was it just literally you were just pissing about? Well, it's the boredom thing. I mean, we're not the type of athletes that just smash the gym until our event comes around. Of course. So, you know, especially, you know, me and Rowan, we're just sat, like, cruising around, doing <laughs> whatever, you know, and it, and it did get get pretty boring at times. Um, Red Bull actually had a lounge where they had it as, like, a place where we could go out of the village to go and hang out. Right. Um, and me and Rowan must have played, like, 100 frames of pool. Right. Just smashed it and, like, played in Time Crisis. It was in, like, an arcade. It was really good, actually. It was a good place to go and, like, unwind and kind of perfect for us because i think we because it's like a skill based thing and what we do is pretty gnarly we use any kind of distraction as a distraction so we can that's how we can relax and it is a conscious thing we don't i don't think it's conscious it's just what we do yeah um it's conscious for me now I think I'm like right I need to go and do something to distract myself like I said last time when you know like if I play games and stuff it's to, yeah. to distract
0: myself I mean whatever it is that's kind of what I'm getting at because I'm just thinking about the fact that you know you have got a massive event on the horizon you've got two weeks to sit around and get your head right you know you've had a bit of a disappointing start <laughs> so I'm, and and you're you know you one thing I've realized from talking to you last couple of Episodes that we've been doing is, you know, you are learning from these experiences, aren't you? You know, as an yeah. athlete, you are totally trying to like take these things that you're learning and, and adapt them to the way you are, aren't you? As an individual, I think so. Yeah,
1: I think that you know the that comes with the age. I've started to notice those things now only because I've been doing it for such a long time. Yeah, now I can notice it. I mean, I never realised before that you know the you get wiser with age, but this is kind of yeah, like this kind of stuff makes me think. Well, this is what I've been doing for the last. 30 contests I've been doing without thinking about it but it takes a long time to realise there's a reason those things there's a reason yeah yeah and that's why when you read those press reports and that that are like this
0: crazy snowboarder making a scooter video I saw that I was like well it's not really about that is it you know it's a scooter video but what it is is is, is this thing that we're talking about isn't it you know yeah and you went viral always good yeah with these things I mean, it's cool yeah <laughs> right so then you had the big air so how are you feeling leading up to
1: it I, uh, the practice for the first one i'd just done loads of back trips and i was really lucky that i was getting the pop and i was going quite big because sometimes i struggle a little bit with that um and lose points which we obviously couldn't have any of that what did you think this.
0: what did you think when you saw the jump because there was a lot of talk about it being small did that how much did that affect your,
1: your tactics to be honest I was thinking. I just hope it's small enough that people can't do quads, because I really didn't want to. I didn't want to turn up and do a quad. I knew if it was big enough, I'd probably have to. Um, but I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's just about small enough for people to not be able to, and, and it was. So it was quite, you know, quite handy for me. I thought it was better for the event personally. It was. It was really good for the girls. Yeah, because they smashed the it. girls' big. It was, was a really, really good. Was, jump. It was
0: brilliant. It was so good. It and was it,
1: such a brilliant standard, wasn't it? Yeah, and there wasn't speed issues. You know, we weren't fighting for speed. You could you could just kind of hit it. It wasn't scary. It was just a really nice jump, which made. Which made the the contest actually quite fun, right? You know, it was enjoyable because you could I, you could perform to your best. I didn't feel unsafe. Yeah. when I was riding it. You know, sometimes we're dropping into events and we're like, this, you know, this is pretty gnarly. Yeah, but w- when it's a really nice jump like that, it it changes it, and it's it's a pleasure to to try your hardest tricks in in a good environment. How much of a conversation with Hamish do you have when you when
0: you get to a contest and you see? You know, you see the jump, you, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about. How much of a chat do you do you have where you're like, okay, well, therefore I need to, you know, maybe do this trick or we need to land here, you know what I mean? Or we need to, like, try and... Do, do you go into it in that much detail? Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, so with Hamish, it's... It, I, I know the drill. We roll up to the contest. We we work towards the, the, the harder tricks as soon as possible. Um, so... So that's kind of the deal when we get there. Yeah. But then we start getting to the point where time is getting crushed. We're getting closer to the contest. And if we're not there yet, then, you know, things need to be done. Hamish is like, you need to be measuring this trick a little bit further down because they're they're taking points off people for not doing that. So then we might need to spend a couple of runs working on that. Or, you know, if I'm not getting the pop, then look, they're the kind of things that I'll go back to him. And every time I go back up, he'll mention that one thing for me to concentrate on, on that next run and with the backside triple I was actually quite lucky that it was working for me um, we didn't really need to have too much of a conversation about that but it really came in when I wanted to do the front trip um, because I'd only done one of them once in uh, sas Fay not long before yeah um, and I needed him then yeah because for a, a multiple reasons can you yeah. uh,
0: can you explain like the what, reasons yeah
1: like what he, what, what, what he brings to you in this situation Basically I, it's so hard to explain, yeah. It's the plan. It's what the best plan is. If you know if, if I if I go up and I do a front say I need to get on the front side triples as soon as possible. Yeah. Do I do a front side a few front side threes? Do I hang out and spend an hour doing front side threes or do I just push front side tens and start pushing as soon as possible, you know? Cuz if you neglect the early stuff, you might be neglecting the takeoff. Yeah. But if you don't start working towards the measuring all the flips to, yeah. to the to the right spot, then you won't have time to catch up later on. So it's
0: a question of almost
1: like building a profile, if you like, to get where you want to get to.
0: You know, like how yeah. do you, how do you get the confidence, and how do you get the, you know, the I can't think of the word, but like you know, get your head straight so you can actually land the trick you want on this jump. You know what I mean?
1: Like build, put it all together in a certain yeah. It has sequence, like lots of blocks, like. yeah, and you need to get all those blocks together to make that trick, yeah. But you have to build each one of those blocks as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he helps with that basically. Yeah.
0: The other thing I really noticed as well is you seem to be really trying to land at the same point. it was that you know, like pretty far down, like you were Yeah. Was that was that a con, was that calculated yeah. thing? We
1: we 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 knew that we needed to go bigger to get to get the points, especially was, on the back trip. That was noticeable on in your riding, I thought. You know, yeah. you could really see uh, it, it seemed
0: very calculated that you were thinking like yeah I need to be I'm measuring it here. down
1: there yeah that that was it and that's what I needed Hamish for because he would be like keep the speed the same but slow the trick down so yeah. it measures to the right spot and especially with a trick I haven't done very many times or just once yeah, I can't feel yet how how fast that's all going on but hamish can see it and he can sometimes shout on the knuckle right when i leave the jump he's right. like you you're big and and i'll be, and then i can change my body shape and slow it down a little bit yeah and if he wasn't there like on the, on the on the knuckle yeah i would do it too fast and wreck myself like i did i hurt my bum but that was the first time i tried it so yeah yeah so the so the plan was always back trip
0: qual- qualifies in first round really to get through We'll get yeah. into the final. and Then in the there fin- wasn't
1: another option if I'd if I'd tried back trip sixteen. Realistically, I wouldn't have got it because I hadn't prepped it. Yeah. See, so, so I'm not going to call it your safety
0: trip, but you know what I mean. It, it was is. Like, yeah. That, that you back fourteen. That's like right. I'm going to. That's going to get me there. Yeah. Which it did. And then in the Luckily final, yeah, just about. And then in, yeah, you got through. And then in the final first run back trip, and then the front trip. So the front trip now, obviously. You only actually landed it in your final, running the final.
1: What I got? Uh, one, all right, one, and two good ones in a, in a practice day prior to the finals. But the so best one you did
0: was the final run of the final, wasn't it?
1: No, I did a I did a, a slightly nicer one in right. in practice. Best. You did a few days before, so that so that must have given you a nice psychological. Yeah, I was pretty stoked going in. I was like, Yeah all I have to do is go and do this now because I was worried after qualies. I was like, I don't have another trick. We we went up actually on the first practice day after quali- qualifying with two ideas of working towards cab trip 14 and yep. front trip 14. So we, we, we said, um, do a couple of cab hits, try a cab 10. Yeah, the building blocks that you're talking about. The building blocks for a cab 14. Yeah. And then do a couple of front unders, and a front 10, yeah. do the building blocks for front 10, and then compare them and then decide which way to go, whether we go front trip or cab trip 14. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but totally. immediately we, we, were, we noticed my cab wasn't going to work. Right. It was, I was just having a mare, so we were just like, right, well, let's just smash the, the front side. Right. Um, which, you know, that's that decision-making that I need Hamish for. Yeah. Um, which worked. So in the lead-up to the games, how... Had, you,
0: had your preparation for that approach gone well? Because, you, uh, you know, when I look at it, it looks
1: like you had a, a lot of problems. Didn't have any prep. Yeah, because you got didn't have inj- any of the prep I, I planned to have.
0: Airbag didn't really work out for it, a variety yeah. of reasons. I then,
1: mean, had one attempt in sasse Yeah. Airbag didn't work out. Injured myself. Yeah. Couldn't go to Lax. Even if I could go to Lax, that was cancelled.
0: Yeah. So um, then, was that, what was behind the decision to take Matt then as a reserve? Because we didn't know if my knee was going to bust. Yeah so and how how did that affect you that when when that call was made did that take any pressure off
1: it did because it meant if i crashed my mate matt could have a go yeah i, I, Do you kinda, know what I mean i kind of figured I, And i was like it. yeah i was like you know if i smashed myself to bits this this is really good for matt yeah um <laughs> which is a really funny way of looking at it but i would have almost been you know if if I couldn't have gone which is unfortunate for me yeah I could have been stoked for my mate yeah
0: yeah yeah so yeah the final obviously landed and then there was what like five five guys to go or something something like that yeah how was that waiting did you did you sort of did you kind of just think well I've landed whatever yeah so you weren't thinking, oh my god, I might win medal if I, I fall. didn't.
1: No, I was yeah. like, I was like sick, you know. I've done I spent, it. I fell on the first run. Yeah, I thought it was game over because I didn't land any front triples in practice. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I needed two goes at that front trip to get it. Yeah. So I thought if I've messed this back trip up, I have to do that again. I only get one shot. Yeah. But yeah, managed to pull it together, um, and I was just like so stoked that I hadn't let all my mates down that were sat at home in in the pub, you know, because. Yeah. After you look- I fell on the first one, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look like an idiot now because I'm going to fall three times or whatever, you know? Like, this is the bit I'm really interested in, actually, like how you coped with that
0: because you've been consistent every conversation I've had with you about, about this, which is basically like all I was focused on was about landing the trick, you know what I mean? Like, I want to land, I want to do my best you said that beforehand, you obviously said that that was disappointing with the slope style you get to the final you fall on your first run you know and you what was dealing with that pressure like i mean you must have felt pressure at that
1: point you must have been thinking like for me it was it was the my chances of 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 landing two tricks had dramatically dropped after i'd fallen on that first run because we do like a wee number crunch in our heads you know like and if you need two goes at that I think Hamish was like there's about you know a 40% chance that you'll land if you have two goes at it um, which isn't that great to start with and um, so I I was like Sigh. you know my chances of doing well here have just dramatically dropped but the plan is it's just plan B then we're just on to do it again and then you get one swing at the front trip so I still had to execute a plan I just changed plan
0: yeah do you remember how you felt at the top before you dropped him, that last one?
1: Um, for the front front trip? Yeah. I actually was... I, I, pe- I checked my pockets and didn't know where my phone was, <laughs> right? This is, this is this really weird thing that I've got going on I can't work out, right? <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was really distracted because I was like, oh, don't worry about your phone, that's not important Have right I done now. my zip-up? Yeah, no, I was like I thought I left it on the chair where everyone was watching T V. So I was like, did I do that? Did I give it to Rowan? I don't know, it's not in my pockets. And they were like, oh, you can drop now. And I was like, Okay, right, fuck your phone, don't worry about it. Um <laughs> But I couldn't not think about it. I just dropped in thinking about my phone. Fine.
0: Everyone's wondering where the phone is.
1: And and my main point from Hamish was uh slide down further so Essentially, you don't get as much speed you on know? the running. Do more of a side slip down before you drop in straight past the yeah, yeah. Because in practice, I was going too fast and overshooting the trick, right? So, so I, I did it. He, he said, you know, slip down to that point and then do your trick, yeah. Um, and that, and that's what I did, yeah. I just slid down to the, the point that he said and went for it, right? And and it worked, but I, maybe that distraction at the top kind of like. Not calmed me down, but stopped me self-panicking in my stopped head. Being, I don't know.
0: Stopped you being up there going, oh my God, everyone's watching me. And if I fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: It was a really weird thing, but yeah. Yeah. A lot was happening then. I can't really recall it. Yeah. Um, Especially when, you know, I landed and I was just like literally over the moon. I was so lit. Because you, because you'd landed. Yeah. Because I, you know, I just it. genuinely thought, oh, I'll give it a rip. Yeah. My chances of landing at a real low, but whatever. Yeah. And I landed. I was like, "My God!"
0: Yeah. So, what do you think happened with Mark and Max? Because you know, obviously, like massively, you know, favourites. Really, you know what I mean? Like voodoo. <laughs> 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 what? 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 Like got in their own
1: heads, like you know, maybe, maybe it's you know too much pressure stretched stretched the trick too far, but they've they've both done that trick yeah they both well, have that trick that's on why i asked the question and really. they've both been to x games and, and been under pressure yeah and i don't know destiny <laughs> 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 i was supposed to have this bronze medal all along
0: how did, how did at what point though did you think fuck i'm gonna win a medal here
1: when max fell and, and what was that because like? max doesn't fall no he doesn't so, you know like he never does. mark <laughs> fell and i was like <laughs> I'm still no closer to getting a medal because yeah. Max is coming and yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because Max is going to bump me off for sure. And then I didn't really pay attention. I was just kind of like, you know, stood at the bottom knowing everyone was looking at me. So I was just like, oh my God, like just kind of walk around and don't do anything stupid. And then, yeah, Max came down and and yeah, well, he, he fell over and I just didn't know. I think I was, I was just holding my head. I was like, like no way. And I kind of looked across to Jack and and Rowan and all the boys were all over there and they were like silently going mental because they couldn't be like yeah could they but yeah they were obviously like the realization that I'd I'd got a medal it was it was it was weird
0: it must have been surreal that's what I thought when I was watching it because cause it, because I know how you went into it I I I remember thinking like wow this must be this must be fucking weird <laughs> you know like because it's like oh, wow, this is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it I didn't was. think it was going to happen at all. Yeah. And now it's happening. Yeah, and then right.
1: someone had to go and get, like, a flag from, like, a supporter in the crowd because the other guys, the other nations, had, like, a team flag for whoever got on the podium. Yeah. And we were like, we don't have that.
0: That's brilliant. <laughs> so, basically,
1: went and grabbed one off someone in the crowd, and I was like, holy shit, I'm, like, walking around at the bottom with a, with the flag on, doing the doing the podium thing and it just it didn't really hit me because I was just constantly thinking oh right I've got to do this I've got to go back and have my foot taken here and this and that and it wasn't until after I'd been doped and I'd gone like the first bit of free time I had I got my phone out and it was just like yeah yeah you found your phone then (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Rowan (laughs) had my phone I gave it to Rowan (laughs) and you had
0: a record number of notifications I imagine yeah and then after that so what happens you get like ioc'd off then it's basically like right you you'll come with us yeah
1: press conference doping blah blah yeah i mean there was a lot of things that i had to do and then a few things that I, you know i knew how to do the next day so i said can we do everything now and i was just like just get everything that we need to do for this like after contest media thing done asap because it was quite early that we were done so i had the whole rest of the day to go and see all the media and all that, which was quite good because when everyone woke up in the morning, that was when all that, that media came out. So yeah. they could watch it, go to sleep, and then when they woke up, all the stuff was on the news, which is yeah, really yeah. good. Everyone caught up, are not they? Yeah. And basically it was a massive story back home.
0: Mm. And then you got the closing ceremony thing, which was another big sort of news story. Yeah, completely and, unexpected. And, how, a, and a big honour for a
1: snowboarder. Like that's, I think that was the big thing for a lot of people was we, we're still kind of looked on as the, I don't know the word for it, the, you know, the, the novelty The novelty, element. greasy snowboarders that are at the Olympics.
0: Well, you know, what was funny watching these Olympics as a, as a spectator back home was that, that this is the Olympics that's changed, I think. Yeah. Because firstly, the athletes, I just watched it on the BBC, so I'm kind of basing it on that, but the athletes that they had in the studio clearly respected you lot a lot, you know what I mean? It was like... Right.
1: I didn't see anything. Well so you wouldn't it's good have done, to hear.
0: You, they obviously took G B park and pipe and BSS and all this you know, all the freestyle pretty seriously. And then the other thing is we had the best Olympics, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the normal sports that, that are tipped to do well didn't really perform, did they? And mm. and, you know, freestyle was kind of come, you know, come out on top, really. I know it's not about that, but so I kind of think that's going to change, really, and I, I do think the fact that you got offered that opportunity, which is obviously a UK sport decision, is is a bit of a good indication of that, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it, yeah. Like what,
1: I say, it was an honour. And what was it like? Again, it was just a whirlwind. Like, I, I didn't expect it, so I had to go and kind of do all the prep. Um, I had this idea that I would, like, be like leading everybody out, like, in the opening ceremony, but that didn't happen, so... It, that that was the only thing. I was a bit weird. I was like, kind of stood in that circle with the flag, and then I was like, hang on, the boys are all just going to come out and like walk past, and I'm still going to be stood here with the flag. So <laughs> I was a bit like, oh no. I wanted to like, I don't know, jam with my homies, but um, but that was cool. Luckily, I stood next to um an Aussie dude, so we just kind of had the crack while while it was all going on. It was, yeah. it was it was it was good. I had to rein it in and you know behave myself, obviously, because.
0: Because there were a lot of eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. Even though that picture of you balancing it was everywhere on your chin, you know. Yeah, that was I like... think there
1: was only one person that didn't like that, saying that the the kids are going to now be in danger because they might try and balance something on their chin. But odd. do me a favour, really. Um,
0: and what was the vibe like among the uh the other competitors, the snowboarders? Like, because you always get this. There was a lot of sort of sort of slapping. Backslapping, sort of. Ah, oh, snowboarders not like all the other competitors. You know, we all get on, and is is that the reality of it?
1: It is, yeah. I mean, I kind of went along with it, just believing, you know, the, the, that's what everyone says, and you know, the, the camaraderie in that. But after going to the Olympics, you do see that we do get along, yeah, more than compared to like the others, yeah, because there's a table. The, the classic thing is the the catering. You know, there's a wee table with we've lots of snowboarders on it and all the other nations are sat kind of segregated. Yeah. But um, especially towards the end, like all, all the snowboarders and all the coaches that spend all this time together are all just kind of like jamming and having a good time.
0: And enjoying it for it is. Yeah. It's like an experience that you're all sharing. Yeah. Right. So, th- yeah, there definitely is that. We we don't make that up. So how did it feel on the podium? Did you have... Did you Were you able to sort of, you know, take that moment for the kind of proper life life moment that it is you know be able to be like wow this is
1: this is happening
0: or was yeah it still that way it,
1: it was then it was when after i'd been given the medal and and the other boys had and i was just like kind of stood there like you know no way the, the thing that made me most stoked was the like the crew like the gb crew that had come and like watched the medal ceremony yeah every time i looked at them i was just like yes that is in the whole team. Go, go on, boys. Yeah. I mean, it was mainly the, the Park and Pipe lot. Yeah. And a few um, a few of the other disciplines came and hung out. But Well,
0: there's that great photo of you lot, isn't there? Do you, have you seen that GB Park and Pipe picture of everyone, the group hog? You seen yeah, that? and I'm on
1: the other side of the fence. Yeah. Yeah, that made me cry in the morning. I mean, that's an amazing picture. Yeah. That's one of Mellish's, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, no, it wasn't. Some, was, some random took that. Was it? We don't right. know who it
0: was. Right. I mean, that is such a good picture because it really... It's, it's obviously cheesy, but it does kind of symbolise the, the whole thing, doesn't it? Really? Yeah,
1: it was really genuine. Like, I didn't know that picture had been taken till later on, you know, because yeah. it was after it happened. That was the only place I could get to them to speak to them. Yeah, and they all came running round like, and yeah, it was a really yeah. That was that's what it was like.
0: Yeah. So, what do you think your um, your main memory is of it now? It's a couple, it's two weeks, isn't it? What if you look at the riding? is there is there anything that's standing out?
1: I don't know I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot a lot that happened in in that period. Um I feel like I rode almost to my to my best, you know, I went I turned up to do my best and yep. I did, and I did. Um and obviously I can't I can't be disappointed with my with my performance. So that's what I wanted from the Olympics and and that's what i came away with yeah with a bonus yeah so all in all the the, the experience has just been like mental really but yeah um, it's hard yeah it's hard to explain i can't really like put it into words well that
0: level of job satisfaction if i can put it in such kind of normal terms is not something that a lot of people get to experience really you know what i mean on such a on such a level to to sort of work so hard to get somewhere get the platform to try and do your best and then and then actually perform to your best it's not it's not a regular thing yeah. really
1: in, in a sport where
0: you could easily just fuck it up yeah it is a bit of a like you know not voodoo like you say but it is one of them things where you're like wow everything actually worked out you know everything
1: locked into place for yeah. this to happen I did have everything I needed that day all the times I've done well I've had a good crew around yeah, you know, I've Well, that's basically it, really. Yeah. But you I, re- I felt like, you know, like I had everything I needed. There was nothing that I didn't have. The conditions were right. I felt good. My mates were there. Is that a hindsight thing? Is that looking back and and recognising yeah, that? Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Didn't know I was that actually a little bit ill, but maybe maybe the cuz I'd like I had my cold and flu tablets just before and i had like i was feeling like crap in the morning and i took them at the right time so they just kicked in and then i was like feeling better yeah um just everything kind of worked well at the time
0: yeah so one question i've got for you do you you think you've got a positive mindset
1: or a negative mindset i must have a negative mindset i must do really yeah that's what you think not you mean in in general
0: i'm just gonna leave it at that really yeah i'm just interested in what you in how you look at it
1: i wish i could be more positive about everything right because people that know me well are like like don't don't put yourself down like but you can't do that it's impossible it's like saying don't worry it's 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 a paradigm is it called a paradigm you know like thinking about not worrying yeah you're you're then worrying about not worrying about not worrying and you're like so i think that's the, the same deal with the because yeah. you've,
0: you know, it just seems from from knowing you and speaking to so you, you have to overcome self doubts,
1: and in this case, you did, you know. Yeah. But do you? But that's where that environment is is where where that stops, and that's probably why I love snowboarding so much, really, or anything that that takes my mind off that. Because when I sit still in a quiet room, I worry, and I'm not having a good time. Yeah. And when I'm doing something where my mind is somewhere else I'm not worried about that yeah and that that could be the reason why I need to do intense stuff I've, I've, I was thinking about this the other day because the more intense the stuff you're doing the less brain power you have for anything else
0: yeah well it's a bit of a you know this is actually a question that Leslie McKenna asked me to ask you it's a it's a flow thing in it you know what I mean Do you, do you buy into that this idea that you can you can access like a flow state that, that yeah um you know somebody in your position must be in a pretty unique place to have an opinion on that you know is that is that something that you recognize
1: i think yeah i think the flow state is a thing when you when you're in the zone yeah and that's can, what you're all about can you um can you access it like at will do no you know what I mean definitely not no, it's like it's lucky if you get it when you need it. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure if you did, if you looked into it, and you did some meditation shenanigans. maybe yeah. you could, <laughs> you could look, <laughs> yeah, look into yeah, harnessing
0: the chi. Is, is it these? You know what you just said earlier? Like, oh well, this event and the events I've done while well, they had a certain set of circumstances that that enabled me to perform at my best. Do you think it's that kind? You know what I mean? It's that kind of situation
1: that yeah, that, what, that can what, lead to it you know whatever s- things i needed to get to that place were there at the time yeah but, but, it, but it's not something that you're consciously trying to n- no conjure up if you like no because i think it could be different on different days right because depending on what mood you're in you might want something different so you can't manufacture it i don't think yeah um can you characterize it can you explain what what it is to you it must just be that that like that place that I like uh, that I like to be I guess I don't know I don't, that that yeah that's a new new train of thought for me I'll leave it with you <laughs> <laughs> oh no I've got something else to worry about <laughs> so the other thing I
0: was really interested in is when when we um, chatted last time you, you know and you said this a lot over the course of the Olympics you know you were pretty open about how you'd been scared you know and you've been and you said earlier like but this is like the doing these things helps me stop worrying if you like so what what's going to be next do you reckon because you had an answer six weeks ago I'd be interested to see what it's like now after the sort of fairly massive change that that's happened
1: I I don't think the answer has changed there's I want to go and enjoy the rest of the season because the what i wanted was it you know to be to be over the press the pressure of the olympics to have been gone and i can enjoy the rest of the season um through getting a medal there i've had like an increase of pressure in a different in a different place because there's all this kind of attention and media stuff going on but i hope that doesn't change what i you know what still what i can do with the rest of the season like, my plans are still the same, like where I'm going, like my, my literal plans. Monsoon Marches, yeah, it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say it's been stopped by the media things, but literally, in any chance I've stopped, someone's been stoked and been up for some sort of monsoonery. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, and we're on a Friday, Saturday now. So, yeah, it's. I think there's going to be a bit of monsooning
0: tonight, let's be honest. The floodgates are yeah. opening. So and so what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Where
1: are you going riding? I might go to battle and then and then Lax. You are going to go with Lax? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just keep having this image of like the P60 when it's sunny. Yeah. And like riding in a hoodie, and happy place, just slamming and laughing it off. And Everyone there. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be stoked to you know shred a bit of that. Yeah. Especially it's going to be a good week. Cruise out. Yeah.
0: There's going to be a lot of people out. Yeah. For sure. And then what about? Because I put I ask people for questions. One question came in, and this is such a snowboard question: Are you going to do film part?
1: I, I, I'm not the man for for the job, you know. Realistically, I'm not. I'm not a a steasy rider. I'd I'd have to put the work in. That's a bit in, harsh. In... No, when I watch people's video parts and stuff, I I look at it in in awe, and I think that's not that's not. That's not my type of riding. Um, I mean, I'd like to, but I think I'd have to put too much work in to get into that. To where you'd be, be satisfied? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm, I'm so critical be? on my riding. Where you think it'd be legit, for want of a better word. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd be worried it's not going to be legit enough. Um, I think that's where why I've been good at what I've been doing, is because... I've got a simple goal yeah. and it's land that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I've thought about that. Right. And I would like to, but I think I'd like to just, it wouldn't be a like, a like a part. It would just be shreddery. I wouldn't want it to be serious. I wouldn't want it to be like a, wow, you know, legit part. I just want it to be like, this is what my shredding is like when when I just let let go. And well, do whatever. I mean, what's good about snowboarding these days is, that's that is the thing isn't it you know look at
0: you know the side hit films and you know there there is and we were talking about the candide stuff earlier like obviously he's a bit of a special case but you don't have to do this the traditional video part with the ender do you and all that yeah. stuff you can you can do things that are a bit more expressive these days you can take
1: a bit of an unusual angle if you want and yeah try and try and look at it in a different way one thing uh i had a red bull dinner the other day and a couple of drinks and they're like, you know is there anything you want to do and the, the immediate thing I, I thought is I just want, like, a really sick cannon made <laughs> that you can do doubles off. Do you know what I mean? And, like, like imagine at the bottom of Lax or something. Yeah, so yeah, had yeah. Like a really nice, like, safe cannon, yeah. a big one. Yeah, And got, like, the shred crew on it and, like... Because we had this weird session in Meyerhofen a few years ago where there was, like, a wee gap onto a f- the wall ride, but you could gap onto the top... Right. ...and then shoot off into the landing of the third jump. Okay. And... It was like me, Rowan, Jamie Trinder, Matt McCormick and all just like, like letting rip on this because it was the perfect shape. Yeah. Even if you messed it up and like landed upside down, it was like real safe. And we had so much fun that day. I was thinking like uh, so do something it, like that. A session.
0: It. Yeah, just like... Come up with an idea for a proper session.
1: Yeah, just some session stuff. Yeah. Some like cool features that aren't... They don't have to be like that gnarly or techie or whatever but just like really fun yeah and especially this time of year i think that'd be that'd be cool yeah yeah and especially if it's just like a camera on it and everyone's having a crease up time that's what that's where i've had to be, my best times in snowboarding is when stuff like that's been going on yeah
0: so a couple more because uh yeah we're, we're time to we'll be crack- maxing it huh? well we're not really to be honest oh, but we're not. um we're fine, really. How have you felt about the media coverage of, you, of yourself? Because there's been a lot of the old, like, crazy Billy Morgan with the looped seat around his neck sort of stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in, in two ways about it. Quite mixed, you know, it's kind of... It is a, a bit of me, I guess. They've At least they haven't kind of shied away from trying to portray what... I don't know. I don't know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, I think they, I think to be honest, it's it's a bit of a compliment because they are doing it to say like this guy's got some personality, you know what I mean? But it's just in that mainstream
1: journalism environment that's how they tell that story. Yeah, I've had that quite a lot from from people that I haven't known. I bumped into a dude on the train, and he 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 said, you know, it was it was quite refreshing to have um have someone someone like you that you know that I could kind of relate to and get what you're saying. Um, and that was someone like completely random yeah a fair bit older than me and you know that was like oh you know like thanks man like that's legit and that's when it kind of you know I I realised that you know that's kind of cool because I guess
0: when you're in the public eye in the way that you've been last month you don't have a say how people are going to take you dear you know
1: no it could go another way yeah I mean look at
0: at least Christy I mean you know (laughs) just look at look at how she's been just caned hasn't she really you know? yeah she didn't deserve that
1: well no she didn't of course she didn't but people just make these snap judgments, don't they of people yeah. in the public eye and, and it doesn't like, take much for a few people to jump on the bandwagon and then everyone's on the bandwagon and it's yeah. a bit harsh but yeah have you, have you paid any attention to the usual thing that
0: happens around the Olympics which is basically like oh what a waste of money like why are we paying for that
1: yeah I mean we, we get asked that a lot but I, I say, you know, I, I'm not going to get into politics because I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know whether that money would be better spent somewhere else, but I think if people aren't inspired to go out and do sport or whatever kind of fun activity that is, what what else are they going to do? What what did you, what, what did you want to spend that money on? Making sure the the roads are a little bit flatter. Like, <laughs> cool. Cheers, guys. <laughs> I, I know we'd like flatter roads, but. <laughs> I think you know we'd just turn into a um, a bunch of robots where everything runs smoothly, and if people don't do sport or or fun stuff, yeah, and it's important that to whatever level, if any of the athletes that go and go to the Olympics inspire a kid to go out outdoors instead of staying indoors, it's been a success. Yeah, which is kind of the argument, isn't it?
0: And the the counter argument, if you like. For spending the money. I mean,
1: how much do do we have? Can we have a number crunch here? (laughs) What What are the figures? How much did the Olympics cost our government compared to the defence budget? Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I'm sure a warship was is is ten times more expensive than the Olympics. Yeah, or a nuclear missile. Yeah, that we're never going to use.
0: Well, we're in the BOA offices, so I'm sure we could go and ask someone get a
1: number crunch (laughs) (laughs) and find out. Yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, that's what that's what I've been thinking recently. Yeah,
0: you, we're well, probably going to get more of it, aren't you? So yeah, good. to Yeah, maybe answer, I should really. brush up on my numbers so I
1: can be like, bam.
0: Yeah, and shoot them down. Yeah. Um, so where's your medal? In my bag. Yeah. Oh, let's have a look. Yeah. I didn't actually think you were going to say that. I think you're going to say like, Oh, it's you know.
1: Well, I wear it all the time actually. But <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: there we go. There's an Olympic. why wow, it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus obviously picture of this going up so where are you going to keep it
1: uh i kind of have to if i'm going to do any media stuff which i do a lot of at the moment i'll keep it in my bag there are you worried about that nah what happens if you lose it they give you another one no i mean i think someone lost it and got got it kind of replaced but it wasn't obviously it's not the same one so it's not actually that medal anymore that'd be but an I'll al- just, just do my best not to lose it that'd be an
0: awkward phone call wouldn't
1: it yeah <laughs> Joe Clark lost his he fell out of his bag really was it him or I don't know someone it, it, they cycled home and when they got home the zip was open and the medal was gone but someone gave it to him back oh my god someone found it and that'd be pretty think, yeah found him that'd be pretty stressful wow that's pretty amazing
0: so how do you feel? What, when you st- it,
1: what blows my mind is that, like, that what that kind of represents as an object. I've never had something that is so, so like pointless as such, but represents has so much meaning. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and and people and that people aren't-
1: are genuinely like, you know, I'll go into a room um, and there'll be some people that don't know me, didn't recognise me, and you'll pull that out, and they're like instantly like paying attention like you know what, what, what where's this medal come from who's is that what, what's happened and it's like yeah it's it's pretty fruity I won't get too carried away when I
0: turned up here I said to the girl in reception oh, I'm here to see Billy Morgan she goes who's that <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I was like why well, he's just won a medal actually and she's like oh I should know that shouldn't I sorry I'm a temp like, <laughs> um yeah it, like you say it's what other people the value that other people bestow on it, isn't it? That's kind of fairly mental. Yeah. It's just one of those things, isn't it, in my life, like one of those symbols that you could show it to you, like my mum, you know, and she'd be like, or you could show it to someone in Mongolia and be like, what this? And they'd probably be like, ah, right, okay, you know, that's what that means.
1: Yeah. It's just got that kind of kind of meaning, hasn't it? Yeah, which I still haven't worked out yet, but... I think that's It still be- blows my mind. It's still, I, I just kind of think, like, I, I I got it. I went and actually got a medal. You actually did it. <laughs> it actually happened. I know. <laughs> I know. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to take a while. Did you speak to Jenny about it? Yeah, she was like, oh, you know, obviously I've been through this, so yeah. let me know if you need some assistance. It's a pretty exclusive club, isn't it? It is, yeah. Really? The gold one's better.
0: <laughs> well, you know. We, so-
1: let's not be too harsh on ourselves. Yeah, I think. I think that's glass half empty there, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you nearly got silver.
1: I was pretty close, eh? Yeah. Some people said that I should have, some of the coaches. Do you speak to any of the judges? No, I don't really speak to the judges. I leave that... There's nothing you can do when you speak to the judges. No. Once the decision is made, the decision is made, so... You don't worry about it. I never really speak to them anyway.
0: Yeah. And how you... So, final. this is the final question, because we should go and grab a pint or something after this but what is you feeling now about your place in snowboarding because that was a bit of a theme wasn't it in the first part of the conversation that we had before you went you know there was yeah. that there was that whole th- thread about how you know you've been given shit by the core and all that has this changed
1: any of that do you think it hasn't changed it for for, for me i don't maybe maybe i' actually haven't thought about this, um I think my place is still my place 'cause i'm I'm a contest rider and i and I just did well at that contest, so as far as like the snowboarding industry goes, I don't think anything will has has changed
0: no, which is good, yeah, I guess well, that snowboarding probably won't with it ultimately, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Nice. Well, we're off out tonight. Thanks for doing it, man. That's all right. No problem, mate. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me. That's all right. always a pleasure. Yeah, well, thanks for finding the time. I know you've had a busy week. Nice one. So there you go. That was my interview with Billy. And uh, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? And what a total legend he really is. As you might imagine, Monsoon March kicked off in earnest later that night. And I've got to be honest, that was a pretty large contributory factor to the cold that I've got yet again. So, yeah. It was worth it, though. It was a good night. Anyway, also a massive thanks to everybody who got in touch about the Charlie Dark episode. What a cracker that one was, eh? And if you're a new listener that was attracted by that one, then I know you stuck around, dug into the archive, got into some of the other episodes. I was really gratified, actually, that so many listeners who hadn't heard of Charlie and Rundham Crew got so much out of it. Obviously, Charlie's a completely visionary and inspirational character, and, uh, yeah, his words seem to have really struck a chord with everybody and you know big thanks to charlie actually who got in touch and said it was the interview that he was most proud of that he uh he really dug it he's been enjoying the podcast and uh yeah he's certainly done a a, a large amount he's been a big help let's should i say in um spreading the word far and wide on that one so what else has been going on It is housekeeping corner as everybody that listens to this probably knows by now got to be honest been giving the whole financing the podcast thing some thought in recent weeks doing a bit of research seeing what other podcast peers do because I mean I do enjoy it and it and you know it's great doing it for free but I do wonder how sustainable that is because it does take a lot of time I'm a year in I've done 37 episodes which I think is pretty pretty legit you know I've got a massive audience around the world now which I'm very very grateful for but I do have a day job and uh, and a life and a wife and all that stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking into it. I mean, like I said, there's a few routes you, you seem to be able to go down. There's the there's sponsorship, there's the whole Lisa mattress, blue apron, hey guys, you should really buy this stuff, honest route, which, which I always find hilarious because podcasting is such a forward-thinking medium and it's saddled with the worst sub-radio adverts on the media landscape. And I think only Adam Buxton's really managed to subvert that form in any entertaining way but you know they pay so that's why everyone's uh, shilling themselves so shamefacedly got no problem with that at all to be honest but anyway that's one of the routes then there's the patreon route patreon i guess it's patreon which is basically set up a subscription service inviting people to donate to help fund the podcast um I mean that's an interesting one isn't it really I kind of thought you know if I charge to quid an episode it's hardly it's hardly a lot of money is it but not that I'm going to do that I'm just interested it'd be interested to see who you know how quickly the drop-off would be how um how many people would do it how many listeners would stick around I've got no idea as like I said I'm just investigating it's just interested and then there's the merch and events route you know sell shit do events, you know, get paid that way. Or then there's the affiliate marketing route, which is an interesting one. I mean, people basically put Amazon links on their sites and ask you to buy through those, which means, I don't know if you know what affiliate marketing is, but it just means that you, a percentage of that, it doesn't cost you anything, goes to the affiliate. So in in this case, that would be me. So uh, yeah, I'm going to keep looking into it, keep you lot posted. I'd actually really like to hear what people think about it as well. To be honest, I I get a lot of feedback about the show, which is brilliant. Highlight of my week, really. And people seem to really, really like it. I know I say this quite often, but it continues to amaze me. And I continue to get countless messages across all mediums. And, you know, the last couple of weeks been a case in point because I have slowed it down a bit. And I've had a lot of messages from people bigging up the show, asking me what's going on, who's next, where's the podcast, encouraging me to, to keep going it's all great and massively appreciated. And, you know, like I, I said a lot at the start, I've not really said it for a while, but if you do want to support and you do want to keep, keep encouraging me and also like help me get a bigger audience, which hopefully means that I can snag some of those sweet adverts. Um, well, I don't know if I'd actually be able to do one of those Blue Apron ads, but you know what I mean. Then the best thing you can do is share on social, leave me a five-star review on iTunes, do little things that I ask, like recommend me to The Guardian, and also drum roll vote for me in the British Podcast Awards which i uh, took the liberty of entering myself into the other week there is a listeners choice award happening i just had a look tonight actually on the site and they haven't actually said how you can vote for that but obviously if i could di- direct my loyal listeners to that their corner of virtual real estate to register their interest in this gig officially like that'd be much appreciated Because, yeah, those those are the kind of things that do really help and do help me get the word out there. So, yeah, there we go. Enough Yibble from me for another week. I'll leave you once again. I'm off to Scotland tomorrow for Up Battle, which is a splitboarding and general gathering of the UK snowboarding tribes up in the Highlands. Should be pretty funny. I'm going to catch up with a lot of old friends up there. And I'm going to be interviewing the great Jeremy Sladen for the podcast up there definitely one of the uh, unsung heroes of uk snow snowboarding massive influence on my own career and it must be said a complete gobshite so that should be a good one and uh, i keep you posted on that so yeah anyway that's it for me enjoy thanks for listening and i'll see you later nice one <laughs>